You're listening to the weekly Parsha podcast with Ari Goldwag, recorded with Hashem's never-ending assistance in Ramah B'Shem Mishrit 5781, 2021. This week's Parsha is Parsha's Va'era, and I'd like to share with you a thought based on the Medrash, which is connected to current events. We'll see how it goes. I may be a little bit more forthright than I usually am. I like to talk about that stuff in hints, not so much directly, but we'll see. I'd like to share with you a thought based on the Medrash, based on the Psukim at the end of last week's parsha, beginning of this week's parsha. Moshe Rabbeinu says, Vayashiv Moshe Hashem. This is at the end of chapter 5, verse 22. Moshe comes back to God, Vayemar Hashem, Lamari Oisel Lamazeh, Lamazeh Shlachtani. Moshe Rabbeinu comes, Paro says the Jews are, they're lazy, they're trying to escape from Egypt, they're trying to go out and serve their God, make them work harder. Moshe Rabbeinu comes to Hashem and says, What's going on? Why, why, have, why have things gotten worse? You sent me to redeem the Jewish people. Why is it getting worse? Moshe Rabbeinu says to Hashem, You sent me to speak to Paro. From that moment, it's only gotten worse for the Jewish people. You didn't save them. Last pasuk of last week's parsha, God says to Moshe, "Ata tire, Now you will see what's going to happen, because Paro is going to throw them out. He's going to kick them out of their land. Beginning of this week's parsha, Elokim El Moshe. God spoke to Moshe. Notice the name of Hashem is Elokim. Elokim denotes strict judgment. Elokim speaks to Moshe. Vayomer Elov Ani Hashem. He says, I am Hashem. He uses the name Yudke Vovke, which is the name of Rachamim, the name of compassion. And God goes on to say how he made a promise to the forefathers. He's going to keep that promise. He's going to bring them back to Eretz Israel, bring the Jewish people back to the land of Israel. And when we read this, so we are faced with a problem. We need to understand. Moshe Rabbeinu is a good taina. We know the whole picture, so we understand that Hashem wanted to do, He wanted to have a certain uh, process by which He proved that He's in charge. Paro's going to fight back, to try to stop the Jews from leaving. Hashem's going to bring out the Makkas, He's going to perform the Ten Plagues, prove to the world and to the Jewish people for all time that there's one God and God is intimately concerned about the Jewish people. But let's, let's look at the moment. In that moment, Moshe Rabbeinu didn't understand why it was that Hashem was doing something negative for the Jewish people. Things got, got worse first. First they get worse, then they get better. That's basically what Hashem says. Moshe Rabbeinu though, has a good taina. You said, I'm going to send you to, to, to save them. Start the Geula process, Hashem says to Moshe. Start it. And you would think that once it starts, it's good, and it continues to go good. It continues to go well. But that's not what happens. And Moshe wants to understand, you told me that you're sending me to, be, to save the Jewish people, but now things have gotten worse. I didn't know that that was part of the plan. I didn't know that part of the plan was that it should get worse first. Even though things, there's a, a, a bisur, a, a, a proclamation, an announcement of Geula. Moshe has come. He's come and he said, he's the guile, he's the redeemer. He will redeem the Jewish people. He is Hashem's shliach. He is his messenger. But right immediately after that bisur, after that good news, things fall. It gets worse first. And 
excuse me, before I relate this, before we get into the Medrash, I want to relate this to what's going on in the world today, current events. Because there's a big kasha. There's a big kasha and it bothers me. And if you're a thinking person, it should bother you too. There's somebody who, the Jewish people, you know, we've been persecuted for, for thousands of years. Forced conversions, holocausts, inquisitions. It's, we've, we've been through everything. We've had lots of enemies, anti-Semitism, halacha, we know halacha is that the, the Goyim hate us. The Goyim do not like us. The nations of the world as a rule do not like us. We've been persecuted. We've been pushed out. We've been maimed, crusaded against, etc. Now somebody comes along who is a friend of the Jewish people, a friend, finally a friend, finally a friend of the Jewish people who stands up for us in the UN, stands up in the void, the cacophonous, noisy hall of the UN, calling out Israel for having done nothing wrong, calling out the good guy for having done nothing wrong. In all that cacophonous voice, a voice is heard that says the truth. Quit it. Stop it. Stop singling out the Jewish people, the Israelis, for something that they haven't done wrong. You guys have all done something wrong. And he calls it out. And those underneath him call it out. And he creates a new sense. He allows the people who are indeed on the side of the Jewish people to come up and and recognize and be recognized for that. A different view, a different way of seeing the Jewish people that we haven't seen before. We haven't seen before. So there's a big kasha. A big kasha. Now, you're used to me asking you kashas on the medrash. We'll get to the medrash soon. But there's a kasha on the reality. The kasha on the reality is how could it be that someone so good and so positive, I'm not talking about anything else about him, I'm not talking about anything else, how could it be that someone so good and so positive for the Jewish people and for religion in general, on behalf of religion, making sure that the religions are not pushed aside, pushed down, squashed by the hands of the liberal minds, the liberal colleges, liberal teachers, etc. How could it be that someone so good should have such a big fall? How could it be that he that now all of a sudden they're taking over, the other side is taking over, the ones who hate the Jews, the ones who want to go back into the Iran deal, the ones who, who are the self-hating, self-loathing Jews. They're coming back in, and not only are they coming back in with a vengeance, they're coming back in. In every seat of the government of America, right? How could it be? How could it be? It's a kasha. It's a very difficult problem. And well, you'll say, well, listen, this has happened before. It's not, you know what I'm saying. It doesn't always go good. It doesn't always go well. But if you look at, there are a few simonim, there are a few signs in the world right now that we're headed, we're very close to Geula, we're very close to the final redemption. Uh, besides what I've mentioned, the Mashiach podcast with the whole thing with Iran, with Paraz, you know, just a simple thing, Jonathan Pollard. Jonathan Pollard stood up for the Jewish people against America in a similar way to what Trump did. He stood up for the Jewish people against America. And he said, we're going to give this information. And he was incarcerated for 30 years in jail for having done something which 
typically for other for other countries besides for Jews, two to four years in jail. Thirty years he sat in jail, tortured in American court in American jails. That's how you treat a friend. That's Ace of Sinai Yaakov. Finally, who lets him out? Trump lets him out. Finally, these are Simonim. Right? Uh, Jonathan Pollard is a, is a Yosef person. Seems like things are going good. Seems like things are turning around. There's a new, there's a new feeling, a new sense in regards to the Jewish people. All the garbage is being pushed out, and now it's going to come back. We we suffered under Obama for for eight years, and he's evil in the way that he treated the Jewish people in Israel and our and our prime minister. We're going to get that back. What's the pshat? And I think it's not a coincidence that we're reading this parsha this week. Because I believe that we've begun the Geula process. It's my firm belief that we've begun the Geula process. And, and these, these people, a guy like Trump, a guy like Jonathan Pollard, all these things are simonim. I don't believe that Trump is the Mashiach. He's not. But the fact that we had somebody like that move forward the process or help move forward the process in such an awesome way to me represents the fact that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is saying to the Jewish people you should know that what he did is what's coming the Arab world is going to acknowledge the Jewish people the Arab world is going to make peace with the Jewish people the world at large is going to accept the leadership of the Jewish people which is what happens when Mashiach comes there's a taste. There's a taste of it at the beginning, but then we lose it for a bit of time. And we need to understand why is that true. And for that, we need to get into what happened in the first Geula, in the Geula of Mitzrayim, because then we'll understand, I think, what's happening now, and where we're headed, and what it's got to look like, and what's going on in this very difficult and tumultuous time that we live in. Medrash says like this, We need to understand this and hear this because we can ask the Kasha, how could it be, how could it be, how could it be? Somebody's so good. Somebody's so good for the Jewish people. How could it be that, that, that things just turn around and it looks like evil now is going to have power? Moshe Rabbeinu asked the same Kasha, which we just we read to you at the beginning. Hashem says to Moshe, I'm Hashem. I got this. I know what I'm doing. Elikim, Midasadin, the attribute of justice. And Hashem, attribute of rachamim, of compassion, of mercy. You don't understand what's going on here. There's a mistake my Rabbeinu made. It's based on the Pasuk. The Majesh bases it on the Pasuk in Kohelis. In Ecclesiastes chapter 2, verse 12. Shlomo Melech, King Solomon says, I turned to see wisdom and foolishness. So, who is the human being that he can, he can look at the king and try to understand what the king has already done? The major says that there are two people who made a mistake. Shlomo Melech, King Solomon himself, made a mistake in trying to understand God and misunderstanding God. And the second person is Moshe Rabbeinu. We're not going to get into Shlomo because there's not time but we will get into Moshe Rabbeinu and understand what was the mistake and what's the answer. How is this Pasuk referring to Moses? That he made a mistake in trying to understand the king. 
Moshe Rabbeinu is saying to Hashem, how could it be that you're making things worse now? How could it be that after something starts good, the, the ball starts rolling in a positive direction? How could it be that the ball stops and gets kicked back? He made a mistake because Hashem had already told him that this is what it's going to, this is what it's going to look like and it has to look like this and hopefully we'll, we'll get to understanding why it has to look like this. Hashem had already told Moshe that Paro would not allow them to go. It's not gonna, the ball is not just gonna roll down the hill and, and land at the bottom and call yourselves out. It's not gonna be like that. There's gonna be, there's gonna be things that block that ball, kick the ball back. Moshe had been told already by God, I'm gonna harden Paro's heart. He's not gonna let them out. That means that it's gonna, it's, it's, it's not just gonna flow. It's not just gonna happen on its own. It's gonna, it's, you're gonna encounter obstacles. Moshe didn't listen to that. He didn't keep that in his mind. Instead, Moshe Rabbeinu challenged it and he said, why did you do bad to this nation? Why is it that you sent me to save them and now things are bad? Things are getting worse. Because he tried to figure things out, he, should, he said it shouldn't. It should just be that it flows. It just flows good now. That's why the pasuk referring to Moshe says that his chachma, he's trying to figure things out, was a mistake. It was wrong. You can't understand the ways of the king. You can't try to figure out something that God has already done. Hashem already promised. This is something Hashem already did. He already told him, this is what it's going to look like. I'm going to harden his heart. The reason that Hashem did this, and listen carefully, because this, this help us, helps us to understand what's going on now. In the, in the current events, in today's time, as we are experiencing a geula that's going to be unbelievable, much bigger, than what happened in Egypt. Right? This is the way that it works. Hashem gives hints the way it's going to be. He says, I'm sending you, Moshe Rabbeinu, to save the Jewish people. I'm going to get the ball rolling in the, in the direction of Geula, but you're going to hit an obstacle. You're going to watch as the Arab nations start to accept the Jewish people, make peace deals with them. People are going to start flying to Dubai. But you're going to stop, because Corona is going to make it impossible to get there. And you're going to stop because a new uh, a new strain of the virus is going to stop things. You're going to get a new a new hope with a vaccine, and and things are going to still get worse before they get better. Yeah, but what's the purpose of it? Why does that happen? Says the Medrash, this is done because Hashem wants to show something. He wants to show that he's in charge of this. He wants to show, don't think that the President of the United States is the one who's pulling these strings, <clears throat> bringing the Arabs to the table, getting them to agree to the, these peace agreements. Don't think that it's him. Don't think that it's Netanyahu. Don't think that it's him. He's the one who signed those agreements. Don't think, don't ever think for a moment. Hashem wants us to know and understand that he's the one behind it all. Hashem wanted to show Paro. He wanted to show Paro, and there's a Paro in every one of us who doesn't believe in Hashem, who doesn't want to believe that God is there doing for us. 
Things have to be set back. You have a hope? It's not that the hope is dashed. Hashem gives us a sign of what's going to be soon. The hope is not dashed, it's not gone, it's not over. Hashem sets it back a moment so you, you have to take stock to see what's going on. But don't think that that sign is not a sign. Don't think. Once the process begins, once this ball starts rolling, it might hit obstacles, but it doesn't get kicked back up and roll over the other side of the hill. No. It comes back down again. Because of this, so the Moshe Rabbeinu said something wrong. He made a mistake. He, he had a mistake in judgment, thinking that it's just going to flow, you know, flow. But it wasn't to be. It's not supposed to be that. So Moshe Rabbeinu, it looked like Hashem was going to get angry at him. Something bad would happen to Moshe. Excuse me. God spoke to the, the Midas Hadin. God spoke to him. God spoke to Moshe with an anger, with a, with a judgment. However, I'm sorry, when Hashem saw, the reason why did Moshe Rabbeinu say this? He wasn't saying because he was angry at God. He wasn't saying this because he had a tain on God. He was saying because he felt terrible for the Jewish people. He felt terrible for these people he came to save. He felt terrible that they were in pain now. He identified with their tsar, just like he always did from when he was young. So Hashem turned around and He spoke to him and He said, with compassion, Moshe, I'm doing this out of my compassion. So we need to understand, it's an amazing thing. And we'll see how much more we can get to here because there's two more pieces I'd like to share and we're running out of time. But it's an amazing thing. It's appropriate to say, Hashem, what is going on? Why, why does it seem like the enemies of the Jewish people are now getting back in power? All the good that was done for us is about to be reversed. Chas v'shalom. Why is it happening? We're allowed to ask that question, but we have to make sure what's the reason for the question. The question has to be asked because of our pain. Our pain. We don't want... Doesn't, we don't want Kaleistrel to have a bad name anymore in the UN. We don't want those, we don't want it to be a Chil Hashem that those who stand up for the Jewish people fall. We don't want that to be the case. We want that there should be covered Shemaim. We want that the Geula should come, the, the redemption should be completed. The Jewish people should become the nation that leads the entire world, not just in technology, in spirituality. In spirituality, that we should have a king, his name is Mashiach ben David. The Messiah from this, the house of David. Moshiach should come and he should be the one to lead us in our spiritual quest so that we can have a real relationship with God, not just us, but the entire world. We feel pain that we're, we're in pain and things are set back. That's appropriate. That's an appropriate question to ask. That's an appropriate feeling to have. We need to understand that's what Hashem is telling him. We need to understand that this is also part of my plan. And now, what is the pshat? So we said it's because power needs to be knocked down. I'd like to read to you just a small piece here. In response to Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem said to Moshe, What do you think? That I'm a human being, that I don't have compassion? Human beings can be full of anger not be able to have compassion on, on the person who's done wrong to him, let's say. Not someone who's who's done something that they don't like. 
Hakadosh Baruch is not that way. Even when he has, when even when the midas hadin comes out, when there's divine anger, still it's accompanied with divine mercy. So what is this? Very, very nice. He says that to whom was it directed, the Elakim, the name of judgment? It was directed towards the Egyptians. It was directed towards those who had done wrong to the Jewish people. That judgment, it seems like there's a judgment on us, but really the judgment is directed at them. A destruction that's going to occur to the Egyptians, the templates that are going to be brought about upon them. And the Rachamim in that Pasuk, the mercy, the compassion that verse talking about us, the Jewish people. Final point in the Medrash. Rabbi Yehuda Omar, Ki understood that Hashem was planning to redeem them with, with racham and with compassion. But it looked like the opposite. It looked like judgment. It looked like judgment. Hashem said, no, you misunderstand. You think that it's changed to Midas Hadin, but it's not true. What looks like Midas Hadin, what looks like divine judgment, is actually Midas Harachamim. It's actually somehow compassion. And how do we reconcile the fact that it looks like something negative is happening? It looks like the cogs are being turned in the other direction. It looks like we're going to lose what we got. The idea here is simple. It's simple. The idea is that the things that look negative, somehow they serve the positive. As we saw, HaKadosh Baruch Hu hardens Paro's heart. Why? So that there should be a greater revelation. A greater revelation of the fact that Hashem is involved here. That Hashem is the one doing it. There are ten plagues that are going to come, come down. They're going to prove to the world, to, to Paro, to the Egyptians, to us for all time, that Hashem is in charge. And that He takes care of us. And that once the Geula starts, it doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. Once it starts, it doesn't stop. The Jews, over the last 70 years, have returned to the land of Israel, going from 600,000 strong in 1948 to over 6 million strong in 2021. Once the Geula process begins, it doesn't stop. It hits obstacles. It hits points in time where it looks like Hey, it's going well. How could it be that it's reversed? There's a reason for it. It's so that we understand that it's Hashem. So that the world understands we're not just here because of a natural progression of history that the Jewish people naturally come back after 2,000 years to their, to their homeland. It's not natural. It's supernatural. It's a Kaddish Baruch Hu doing it. And He's going to prove in the most clear way possible that He is the one who's behind it all. So don't fret. Don't be afraid. Don't think that everything is going to be reversed and the whole, all the good that's moved forward because of somebody who stood by the Jewish people. And we have so much Akar Satov, we have so much gratitude because we're a nation that doesn't have a lot of friends. So we have a lot of gratitude to our friends, to our true friend true friend but don't think that because it seems like it's being reversed 
There's a setback. We have to look at it as a setback. But the setback is just for a specific purpose, and that's what we learn from this Medrash. And that purpose is for us to recognize that it's Hashem. It's Hashem who's going to do it. It's not a Moshe Rabbeinu. It's not a leader of the Jewish people in today's time. You know, in the in in the Gemara it says in Sukkah at the end of Sukkah, Masech Sukkah, that Mashiach ben Yosef he has to die in the war of Gog and Magog. Okay, question is whether he dies, whether he doesn't die. But why does he have to die? And you may have heard this from me before, but the reason that, as far as I understand, that he has to die is because he takes too much credit for himself, maybe. Or we give too much credit to him. We give too much credit to him as being the one who's going to take, take us and, and take care of us. Shem can bring along a guy named Trump. Shem can bring along another person who can help us. Because that's how Shem works. He works through people. Shem will bring along the right person. The real guy, his name is Mashiach ben David. The Messiah from the house of David. He's a human being. He's a leader. And he's going to come soon. And he's going to redeem us. He's going to bring all the Jews back from wherever they are. The entire Jewish people will return to the land of Israel. Every single one of them. They will all want to come back. I want to bless you and I ask you to bless me. Shem should help us to understand what's going on. To understand the challenges. The challenges mean something. The challenges are part of the story. It's not a coincidence. But the Geula Rishayna, Hashem should help us understand that that original redemption is indicative of the final redemption and the way things will go as we continue to watch the redemption unfold. Thank you so much for listening. Have a wonderful Shabbos. This podcast was made possible through the gracious donations of listeners like you. For more podcasts like this, please visit www.arigoldwag.com or search on iTunes, Ari Goldwag.